0: Well, hey, this is Joey Furjanik, lead pastor of The Block Church. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's an honor to share this time together with you. We hope this message will touch, impact, and transform your life and help take us one step further on our journey to revive every block. Well, turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew 16, verses 13 through 20. Yes, Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 20. If you don't mind standing with me while I read this, uh, this is the old school part of me that likes to stand during the reading of the word. Y'all okay with that, aren't you? All right. In verse 13, it starts like this. It says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, I'm reading from the CSB, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, others Jeremiah, and others one of the prophets of old. But you, he asked them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of Of the living God Jesus responded blessed are you Simon son of Jonah because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you but my father in heaven and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overpower it great translation I will give you the keys somebody say keys 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 of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth listen to the language here will have been will have been bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will have already been loosed in heaven I'd like to talk briefly today on the topic for this year's team conference taking new territory taking new territory yahweh throw your raid around show the enemy who's boss lord god i pray that you would be glorified your saints would be edified and your enemies would be horrified let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, oh God, our strength and our redeemer in whom we trust in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Taking new territory, you may be seated. Um, a guy uh, grew up in a particular neighborhood and in this neighborhood, I mean, it's an urban neighborhood, he, he, he never really been out the neighborhood and you know, everybody worked in the neighborhood. This old-school stuff, you know uh, Factory workers worked in the neighborhood. The, they, they went to the food shopping in the neighborhood clothing shopping in the neighborhood or oh, back then they had the catalogs you You know some of y'all may be uh, uh, old enough to remember the JC Penney's catalog and the Sears and Robuck catalog before there was internet access and Instagram shop. You know, you, you, you could send something in and, and, and send a check and it'll go out and at some point, three to four weeks later, you'd get your stuff. And so, so, so they were used to being in this community. They went to school in this community. They worked in this community. They were, everything was in this community. However, one of the guys, young guy, says he grew up, he wanted to explore beyond the community. And everybody was saying, why in the world would you leave this community when we have everything we need in this sphere? And he said, I know that we seem to have everything we need in this sphere, but in essence, I I, want to see what's out there and experience what's out there. And, And what ended up happening is the people that were comfortable kept touting at them and taunting him because he wanted more than what was normal to the people around him. And then what ended up happening is he began going out and exploring and coming back and telling them, do you know what other things that exist in the city? And he began telling them all of these different things that was existing in the city. And and, and a couple of people uh, were like, well, well, I'll step out a little bit and and, and we'll go check out some other things beyond the neighborhood. And the people uh, touted against them and got mad at them and they went and they came back. And uh, next thing you know it their mind expanded because they got out of their comfort zone and found new territory. Under the sound of my voice, I believe that corporately as a church, as leaders, as volunteers on every level, God is taking the church into new territory. In your personal life, God is going to be making things uncomfortable for some of you to get out of your comfort zone. This passage lays it out. but let me explain something to you. When God starts pushing you out of your comfort zone for new territory, spiritual warfare is always waiting for you. Oh, ain't nobody going to talk back. I'm by myself. I got to go to the Pentecostal church down the street. But but, but I'm going to let you know that whenever you do anything significant for God, the spy called the slew man, Satan, is watching your activity and he's wondering how in the world can he bring a stop to what God is doing in your life. I, I can tell you right now, my wife uh, uh, has been through two liver transplants six bouts with cancer, and she just got out the hospital from being in the hospital for two weeks. Now, let me tell you something. My wife and I began to wonder why in the world stuff started happening. That's why journaling is good. Because we began to do spiritual, our life's spiritual geography. Stay with me. And we began to see every time we brought out a resource book that was gonna impact the body of Christ, When the church started a ministry or we planted a church and we planted church from everywhere from South Central LA to, to South Central Africa. And every time we were embarking on a major endeavor, intensive amounts of spiritual warfare began to attack our house. Our kids can't sleep at night. Son now has a brain cyst. And and, and I'm saying this not to scare you. I'm saying this to prepare you, because where God is about to take Block Church, your prayer life is going to have to get a little bit bigger. Where Block Church is about to go, your fasting life is going to have to get a little bit bigger. Where Block Church is about to go, your community life is going to have to get bigger. You're going to have to put on your 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 grandmama pants uh, pants, and and grand. Some grown folks' gear because you're gonna to have to get ready for what God has. And let me tell you something the more intense the warfare, the more hellacious the attack, the more glorification that God's gonna get out your life. And so, and so, what do I believe? What do I believe is happening, pastors? What do I believe is happening? I believe the pandemic was a time of, 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 of John chapter 15. Verse three, it says every branch in me that bears fruit, I cleanse it or prune it that it may bear more fruit. Uh, um, There was more apostasy, abandonment of the faith during the pandemic than any time in my memory that I can think of. And I was confused, and a lot of us as pastors were depressed and frustrated because we, we, people that we love, we didn't see anymore and didn't know where they were. And the Holy Spirit began to show me that He's doing three things. I'm making sure I'm on time. Y'all got a clock, don't you? All right, whatever you say, pastor, all right. He's doing three things. He's doing three main things. I believe that God is cleansing the church of ungodly leadership. The scandals that you've seen, stay with me, we're getting to this text. The scandals that you've seen came out as a way to God to serve notice, to warn leaders to deal with their stuff. Because the Bible says, rebuke them publicly in order that all may fear. So whenever you, you see a scandal come up, he's like, uh, uh, pastors, deal with your stuff. Leaders, deal with your stuff, because I'm finna come your way, dog." That's number one. Number two, he's cleansing church membership. God never said make members. He wants disciples. Oh, y'all looking at me funny. What's a disciple? A disciple is a person who has renounced themselves and have committed themselves to being in a lifelong apprenticeship to Jesus Christ. That's what a disciple is. is uh, when do you stop being a disciple? Never. You got varicose veins, you're still being conformed to his image. So he's cleansing membership. Not only that, lastly, he's cleansing lampstands. What are lampstands? Revelation 2, churches. He's taking churches out of existence that he's tired of. Read Revelation seven, uh, two, 2 verses one through seven. Churches closing aren't just because uh, of, uh, 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 of what we think, it's closing because God's like, I got to distill my community of faith down to a remnant. If you're still here right now, you're part of the remnant y'all ain't hearing me y'all ain't hear me you're part of the remnant god 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 you're 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 the you're 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 gideon's 300. yeah you're you're the ones that he said all right now i got something i can work with because god don't need 10,000 if he got just a few who are willing to give their lives to I feel you, God. Huh. And so, oh, I had some on the introduction. I gotta get in the body of the sermon. So, if we're gonna take new territory, number one, number one, we're gonna take new territory. Number one, we must be clear on who Jesus is. (laughs) We have to be clear. On who Jesus is. This is interesting because in verse 13 it says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Now this is interesting, pastors and leaders and volunteers. This is going to become even more clear in a second. How far down can I come? All the way down, okay. Um, um, so, so, So it's interesting that he didn't ask this question in Jerusalem. He didn't ask this question at the temple. He didn't ask this question in Judah or some sacred place. I'll show you in a minute what this place is, but he asked this question where devil worship goes on in Caesarea Philippi, stay with me y'all. He asked them the question in the location where God isn't worshiped. Now this question is interesting because one of the things, you can't represent Jesus until you're clear on who he is. And so one of the most important things that has to happen is those who represent him have to know who he is. And a lot of times in our culture, what we see through memes, and what we see through videos, and what we see through reels, is that everybody is thinking that they know who Jesus Christ is, but they don't know who Jesus is. I mean, no matter who you are in the world, (coughs) wherever Jesus is known, people have some type of opinion on him, even though it might not even be the right one. Now, most people agree he was a good guy if they believe he existed. Even if they didn't believe he existed, they believe the figure that they said existed was a good guy as well. And maybe a folk tale or a mythological figure that's good to extract some principles off of. Anyway, um, what ends up happening is in our culture, you'll hear people say he's a good man, he's a good example, he's a revolutionary, he's a, counter, he, he, he's a counter-cultural, and he's love. But I like the words uh, from the rap song, uh, Maybe It Is Both, by the legendary Shobaraka. He says, what's your standard? What's your stand? What's your views? What gives you the right to think the way that you do? Is it school? Is it news? Is it man's wisdom? Is it religion? Why listen when you can make your own decisions? It's funny how some people see the Lord see him as a pacifist some see him with a sword The Lord who hated sin showed grace to the thief saved the lonely prostitute being stoned on the street He was holy, but he hung with the sinful drove out the wicked by flipping over tables in the temple He took a wrongful death yet. He remained silent Violent, but he is coming back and he is bringing violence many people isolate him just to make him fit their cause never too involved in the greater context at all so are there two Christs totally unrelated or maybe there's one Christ and he's pretty complicated our God is complicated let me tell you why he's complicated uh, because For those who don't know him he's coming back as a lion y'all ain't hear me i'll tell you how he's coming back in a second he's coming back hooded with a tattoo with wool dreadlocks and fiery eyes with a tattoo on his thigh we'll talk about that later y'all know he does have a tattoo y'all didn't know that look at revelation never mind anyway uh -uh -uh. But, but to those but to those listen who he loves he's a lamb He's a lamb. So 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 he shows himself up differently based on how you rock with him. You don't rock with him, he a lion. You rock with him, he's a lamb. But you make the choice which way you want him to fall on you. You feel me? And so I, I, I love this because so many people in our culture, so many people in our culture have ideas of Christianity is the white man's religion. No, Jesus is for everybody, family. Oh. Huh? Huh? Everybody, it's a global phenomenon. He said, "I saw a multitude that no one could count, from every tribe and every nation, in their tongue and language, worshiping Jesus Christ. That's the God that I serve." Some people say Jesus is a copy of Horus, a uh, Christian, uh, 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 a Buddha, a uh, Tammuz, Atis, a uh, Serapis, Dionysus, Mithra, or Osiris. I mean, I'm like, dude, help me please. But interestingly enough, um, I was watching, I gotta spell this pastor because I wanna stay rated G. I was watching P-A-W-N stars, porn stars thank you okay because you you just say that according to your accent you may turn a table a little bad you feel me (laughs) um so I was watching it and this guy brought in interestingly enough some Viking artifacts and the guy said how much do you want for these Viking artifacts he said I want 250 to $500 he said okay Uh, you mind if I get somebody to come in and verify y'all know how to do I I love watching them uh, assess how much something is worth And so, what ends up happening is when the assessor comes, he says, Ooh, this one's, this is not nothing, this is nothing, but that is good. How much do you think the guy said, I can get for it? He said, About eight to $10,000. In other words, he was willing to sell something of great value for a low cost. In other words, he undervalued something that was greatly valuable in his life and was willing to not treat it based on its value. You as a believer have to know the value of your savior. If you're going to represent his reign, you are the first line of defense in the kingdom. The volunteers and leaders, you are heaven's impression on earth. And you have to have a value of Jesus, whether you're in the parking lot ministry, whether you got a suit on during the conference, whether you're on stage worshiping. You're, the, the, listen, when the oil of Christ's value is is in you, it emanates off of you and it pours onto other people. And, we- and so you need to be inspired. That's why you gotta be with God. You gotta be in his presence. You have to treat your volunteer ministry like an altar. (laughs) See, it's an altar for his presence. It's an altar because somebody, I've heard people get greeted and and the impression, it it made more an impression on people than the sermon did. (laughs) Some people are gonna walk in the church and your hug of them and your holding of them Will, God will Im- emanate an impartation from you based on your time with him without anybody going to the altar without any You're the first line yeah. You have to take Your role seriously and us understanding who Jesus is and taking who Jesus is seriously You have to know that there are a lot of counterfeit Jesus out there and so we have to be careful of letting counterfeit foolishness infect us. Let me, let me see if I can make it plain. Let me see if I can make it plain. I like sneakers. I like sneakers. And sometimes I buy sneakers secondhand. And what's happening is they have fakes that they make in China that when you hold it up against the real, you can't tell the difference. But there's an app called Check Check. That tells you to take pictures of it in different places, but one of the things that's an indicator of It's not the exterior They want you to take the insole out and take a picture of the inside Because they've mastered the outside, but they can't master the inside Let me tell you something the enemy can look like an angel of light the enemy can look like he knows the Lord but on the inside he comes to kill he comes to steal and he comes to you better know who your Lord is and listen when you get that check in your spirit that something ain't right don't ignore it listen when a woman Jesus, go ahead. says go ahead. They, they they have I think all women in the kingdom have the gift of discernment of spirits every woman in the kingdom listen I, I don't know what it is you you'll be excited about something and the woman be like I don't know and we'd be like ain't no wrong with it you see what's going on look at what's. she's like babe I just don't have a good feeling about it listen to her. She is the micro spirit of God in your life. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm I'm done. I'm gonna leave this alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> um it says, says, listen to what he says. He says, but you he asked them, who do you plural y'all? He said, who do y'all say I am? He said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. (laughs) This is the time now that he does something great. He gives what's called the climactic confession. He's clear on who Jesus is. You can be clear on who Jesus is, but still need a lot of work in your life. Because let me tell you something, Peter needed a lot of work. And, And Jesus tells him something that leads me to my second and last point, and I'm out of your way. We must see ourselves as beacons of God's spiritual authority on earth. Oh, we must see ourselves as beacons. Somebody say beacons. 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 of God's, listen, spiritual authority on earth. This is supernatural, look at what Jesus says. In verse 17, he says, Jesus responded, blessed are you, Simon, son of John. A Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. Let me just say y'all something. Getting saved is supernatural. Y'all don't hear me. Getting saved, like, and this is, this is the bulk of the passage right here, exegetically. It, 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 it's, it's supernatural this is how much salvation ain't had nothing to do with you ain't had nothing to do with you listen god understand god we believe that god who we don't see sent the second person of the godhead down to earth He, he put all of his shekinah in a skin suit he walked around he lived he healed he died and was resurrected and he went to heaven and he sits at the right hand of the Father and he's in non corporeal he doesn't have a body the Father and we believe that when we trust what was done 2,000 years ago that doesn't make any sense so you need all kinds of help for that to happen that's why he says flesh and blood ain't revealed this to you so what does God do God sends the Holy Spirit who convicts you of sin righteousness and judgment because we're too dumb to know what's wrong and then because we know that based on 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses two through three, that the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so they won't see the gospel. So even if they have a preacher, how can they hear it? Even if they're convicted by the spirit, how can they see it? So, guess what has to happen? The spirit has to take the blinders off of our eyes. Based on Titus 3, 5, he has to cause us to be born again. But where's the faith at? Romans chapter 12, verse three said, he's given each a measure of faith. And then you gotta hear the message of the gospel, understand it and believe it. But then how do you confess it? 1 Corinthians 12, verse three says, No one can confess Jesus as Lord except by the Spirit of God. It's a work of God. (laughs) It's a work. It's a work of God. Now we get into the guts and the goodness, and I promise I'm out your way. He says in verse 18, He says, "I say to you, Peter, that you, Peter, you are Peter, and on this rock." I will build my church in the gates of Gehenna, will not overpower it. Woo, it's good. Now, the Catholic church says that Peter's the rock. The Protestant church says that Jesus is the rock. Now, is Jesus the rock? Yes. But in this text, the rock is neither Peter or Jesus. The rock is the location. This is an interesting place. This is where Pan worship took place, and it's believed where hell's uh, the enemy's gates is. And so they're there, so Jesus is literally on the devil's doorstep taunting him. the, The rock is the location that they're standing on. In other words, I'm sending my church into enemy territory to repurpose those locations for my glory. I want he was he was talking about multi-site and church planning and oh god help me listen right here in the text he says upon this rock I will build my ecclesia my called out ones my assembled ones no, 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 let's break this down. Oh God, I, ah, I gotta make sure I get just this part I'll not be out your way. Um, it's interesting here that he says, won't overpower it. This is powerful because he's calling, he's assuming that the church is an unstoppable force that's moving forward. <sighs> you gotta hear me. In other words, to overpower means that there's movement, not stationariness. Let me see if I can make it plain. I'm a Marvel geek. And in Marvel, uh, one of my favorite villains is Juggernaut. And the reason why I like Juggernaut is because Juggernaut has armor on that gives him the ability to be invulnerable to resistance. And he, what he'll do is he'll start running. Boom, boom. They go, boom, brush through that wall. Boom. And he keeps going through it. And the more momentum that he gets, nothing in front of him can stop him. Well, I'm going to let you know right now. You have some armor, too. That when you put it on, you're an unstoppable force. Boom. Boom. Cancer. Boom. Boom. Locations. Boom. The devil. Boom. Boom. Listen, and on a very deep level, some of you have dealt with some things that you haven't put on your armor to break through yet. Some of you have some hate in you. It needs to go today in Jesus' name. Some of you have bitterness from being raped and molested. We're not minimizing that, but God needs you. And he wants to heal you of everything that you've gone through for the juggernaut that he's built you into to come out. He wants to heal you of all of those different things. Why? Because when they come to the church, they need to see the church. Let me, let me see if I can make it plain. I, it's a new soul food, a seafood spot down the street from my church. I went there, I wanted some seafood. I wanted some crab cakes and some shrimp, you know, so you feel me, some hush puppies. Some coleslaw. So I went in. I said, "It says seafood hut or something outside. So I go in, I said, let me get the crab legs, the crab cake, we don't have that. Can I have some shrimp? We don't have that. Can I have some scallops? We don't have that. I go, I look at the sign outside. It says seafood hut, but I'm like, What do you have? Today, even though it's the grand opening, we just have chicken fingers. And in my heart, I walked out because they were advertising a meal on the outside that they didn't have actually able to cook on the inside. We need the church to have a menu of love. We need the church to have a menu of mercy we need the church to have a menu of peace we need the church to have a menu that's on the side on the outside that's on the inside and god is saying today is the day for me to put stuff back on the menu in your life that's been taken off off Oh, oh, he he wants to, he wants to put love back on your menu. He wants to put comfort back on your menu. He wants to put peace, life, vision, and hope, (laughs) and and, and everything. What is hope? it's, it's 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 the divine expectation of seeing what's not here even though it's not. And without hope, you can't have faith. Why, because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Without hope, because hope is an ingredient of faith, you can't have faith without expectation. And I'm believing over you expectation today. I'm believing over you expectation today, and I'm believing that God is going to give you territory you didn't expect. (sighs) On your personal life, on your family life, on your community life and on your church life. And I'm believing today that every territory that's in the way of this ministry, I'm believing God that it's gonna come off this ministry in the mighty name of Jesus, God. I pray that you would break open doors that the devil has been trying to close. Break open doors that the enemy has been against. Touch this family. Hold their arms up, hold their arms up, God. Hold their arms up, God. God has shown me clearly that churches like this are in for a lot of warfare. Not getting a building is not just circumstance, it's resistance. It's resistance. Somebody said, why is a building important? Because it facilitates God's presence. We know that you are God's presence, God's people, but those things are mechanisms for ministry. And I'm praying today in the mighty name of Jesus, that every member of this ministry would stand as the juggernauts that you've called them to be, holding up the arms of their leaders. And I pray that they would stomp on ground because you've called us to make unholy ground, holy ground. I'm done. If anybody here, I want you to come up. If you sense barriers in your life, that need breaking, I want you to come forward. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna proc you, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna prime you, if that's you. Barriers on your life, barriers on your ministry, barriers on your family. I just wanna pray for you. I just wanna pray for you. I just wanna pray for you. So I'm trusting, I'm trusting. One barrier that the Lord is making clear is some of you, even though you're here, you need consistency. You need to lock and load into the ministry. You need to to stop looking around and dating other locations in the city and commit here. God wants you to lock and load like you never have in this season, because this church needs stability. God wants to take us beyond surviving. He wants us thriving. Anybody else? If you're struggling in your soul and in your spirit, I'm gonna tell you right now, that's, that's, that's God tugging you. That's His love tugging you. Spirit of the living God, oh great barrier breaker, you specialize in stuff like this. There is nothing too hard for God. So people in here have some barriers that they're like, I've been carrying this one for a while. I've been serving and I love God, but I, in my spirit, I just think I'm gonna carry this barrier to my grave. I come against the voice of the enemy right now. In Jesus' mighty name, every demonic thought I take captive to obey Jesus right now. That tragedy may be a part of your testimony, but it is not your destiny. I come against that thought. In Jesus' mighty name, God, show yourself strong in their businesses. Show yourself strong in their heart for people. And there are some people that we need to tarry with. Oh, help me today. Spirit of God, there's some people in your life that need to be cut off, but there's some people in your life that God is using you as a juggernaut in their life. Some of you are gonna be intercessory juggernauts. What do I mean by that? Some people don't have, the Bible says bear one another's burdens. What does that mean? Be a juggernaut for somebody who's not ready. And so he wants you to help break down barriers because a few verses later, it says everyone should be able to bear their own load. Why were they able to bear their own load? Because somebody helped them bear their own burden so that now they can begin to walk on their own. I'm believing God over this. Oh, I see so much. I see multitudes. I see ministry. I Oh God. I see it I see breakthroughs But God in the season of warfare you told the church at Smyrna be faithful Under the enemy's attacks Because I reward you on the other end. I'm done. Listen. I love movies. I love movies but if I don't see the previews, I don't feel like I saw the movie. It's just, I, that's a part of the movie to me. So if I'm late in the movie start, I'm like, ah. Oh. Why? Because trailers are supposed to be sneak previews of a coming attraction. In other words, it's, it's, it's a small portion of the, it's a clip of the movie that's gonna come one day. You as the church, in Caesarea Philippi Philadelphia are the trailer to a saga of the return of Jesus Christ and your life and your ministry is to whet the appetite of the world because one day I'm done the father's gonna tell Jesus it's time and he's gonna stand on the cloud. He's gonna throw back his deal and a horse is gonna pull in front of his throne and he's gonna get on his throne. And get, get off his throne, he's gonna get on the horse and he's gonna crack his neck. He's gonna look around and he's gonna say, hoo hoo and then all of the angels are gonna surround him. And then those who are with him already, we're gonna mount our horses. And the third heaven is gonna open. And the second heaven is gonna open. And the first heaven is gonna open. And he's gonna boom to the earth riding his horse looking at us riding with him and those who remain will meet him in the air and we will come and he will drop down to the Mount of Olives and he will dismount his horse and split the mountain from east to west And he's going to build the kingdom finally and so live our lives now in these Caesarea Philippi's to gather as many people to ride the horse with us when Jesus returns. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. We speak over them new territory in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for joining us today. I especially wanna thank those of you who give generously to help us revive every block you enjoyed this message, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, screenshot it, and post your social stories, and tag us at The Block Church. We'd love to hear from you and how you found this encouraging and inspiring. Thanks again, and God bless you.